Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of Heavy Metal Tones with me, your podcast host, Tony Evans. Uh, it comes to you in a time that is um, quite sad um, and I've had a real struggle this week, to be honest with you, um, to get the motivation to write uh, anything for the show and it's not that I run out of ideas, it's just what's happening in certain parts of the world um, for future reference if anyone listens to this in the future um, the conflict between Russia and the Ukraine uh, is quite a sad one um, I'm not going to make this podcast political uh, because it's not, I don't want to be that, that person um, it's just making me feel a little bit yeah I don't know any of you out there have parents i have a very elderly father um and he lived through the first war second world war sorry born just before um actually he was i think six or seven at the outbreak of war um and so he saw and developed through that period and uh, i feel for the elderly who have lived through these things particularly in the Ukraine and in bordering countries. Pardon me. Um, so this one episode, guys, um, is for them. It's for the people who are struggling. It's for those elderly that will bring horrible memories back. I haven't had the... I haven't. I have to be honest with you. I haven't had the, the guts, to be honest. Cowardice is the understatement. Talk to Dad about it. I just don't want to... I'm trying not for him to relive things that he doesn't need to relive. Um, these things should be pressed back into the past. Anyway, that aside, this is a music podcast. Um, this week's episode is an interesting one. I have been looking for a record deck for... Sorry, record deck, a tape deck. A good one for some time. Um, I won't buy new tape decks. The new Tashin, Tashin tape deck mechanisms that peripherate the world that's not a word, peripherate the world can't say it 
anyway, that are all around the world, uh, are cheap, um, basic mechanisms. They're even in the most expensive modern tape decks. These these mechanisms are are in there. So don't be fooled by buying a if you can find an expensive tape deck. So what I did was I've been hunting around for so long. I finally found someone in my local area that was selling a. I picked up a Marantz. Um, SD1000-5050M tape deck uh, manufactured in 1979 when they said it was working I believed them I knew exactly what the problem would be it would be the belts uh, often the belts in these things um, over time have not been used the rubber corrodes and becomes like a sticky viscous mess um, I watched a few YouTubes about it uh, what some of my times when I need to just do um, things that are not um, that something just to take me away from my world. I like to watch um, DIY audio stuff. Uh, one of the ones I really enjoy is a guy called Tech Moan. I'd highly recommend him. He's got a good sense of humor and he's really interesting. Anyway, he does things about replacing belts. So and the tape deck door would open but not close so I took the top off as you do beautiful mechanism and all it was was a bit of oil pardon me sorry I do apologize it's not sleeping with this thing I've been talking about earlier in the previous part of the podcast anyway so um yeah so the mechanism wouldn't close and what it was was that it just I looked at the mechanism I took some time to study how it worked a bit of oil and it opens and it closes nicely. The take the but both the driver belt and the rewind and fast forward belt completely gone. Luckily, those two are easy to replace, so I've ordered a couple of pairs of those. I had to pay so like thirty dollars from Portugal, um, and they're coming, winging their way. But it took me about three hours this morning to when I took it apart to clean all of the rubber gunch off because you have to clean all the rubber gunk off when you use i use a mixture of isopropyl alcohol and nail varnish remover um and yeah getting well-made mechanisms aren't easy to get to so it was quite tricky to take the motor off i'd take the cowling off the the spindle and take the back off and oh, it was really quite messy i think i need a cup of tea probably should have made one i'll do it in the break anyway so it made me think uh, when I did that about tapes because I've got a lot of tapes and I really enjoy analog um, media as you know that's why I'm a, a vinyl and I collect tapes and eight tracks I love as well if I had an eight track player maybe one day um, not necessary really because there's, there's not that much of it on the on the in the medium but a lot of bands are now releasing um, cassettes it's actually becoming a cheaper alternative for those who want an analog sound to vinyl I mean I can. I've just ordered the new um, limited edition Iron Maiden cassette for their for, uh, for Killers. No, no, sorry, for um, Number of the Beast. That cost me 50 Australian dollars, which is about £22 um, all up. Now, it's a lot of money for a cassette, but of course, being a collector, it's going to way to be is. But you can go on to Bandcamp. And pick up lots of uh, cassettes for relatively cheap amounts. You know, eight dollars, nine dollars is pennies, really. Um, 
I mean, cassettes last year sold 120,000 units in the UK alone. 120,000 units in the UK of a supposedly dead medium. I think most of those things, though, and this is what's going to come, this is why it brings it to, to metal and to music. It comes to the underground scene. Um, I think a lot of the youngsters are yearning for a past pre-digital. And that's how we lived. That's how people of my generation, older generations, and maybe the one just after me, um, consumed their music on the go. Oh yes, there were CD Walkmans, but cassette players were the really were the heart and soul of music for a long time. Um, because, you know, again, it's romanticising, but my wife, I've got some tapes in my collection that I made for Karen. Um, we, we just, when we, we were first dating, you make like a mixtape. You knew you loved someone when you made a mixtape because you had to be there with the music, to pause it, to stop it, to change it, to write on the little card, to get it all accurate. It wasn't just case, here's a CD and off you go. Click and collect. Sorry. I really am sorry guys It's. Uh, I was also up late watching the football last night and finally West Ham got a win so that doesn't help my sleeping and then of course I looked at the news and couldn't back to sleep um, uh, so I got up and watched um, I got the latest Fish uh, uh, his live album from one of his last latest tours it was his one of his last tours um, and it's got a live DVD uh, and it's got, uh, he plays most of Clutching at Straws, and it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. He gets to play Tuxon, um, that's T-U-X-O-N, Tuxon, which is one of my favourite million songs of all time, uh, one of my favourite guitar solos, play that live, He's, and I've never seen them play it live, so it was quite good to see that, like really thrilling. But tapes, so 120,000 units in the UK, 220,000 units in the US, um, I can't speak for other markets. I didn't really research it that well, to be frank. Um, you know, whereas it it it, up, it vinyl went up thirty percent last year, and cassettes went up. I think it was sixty percent. So it's back there. So cassettes. People say, oh, but you know, they used to unspool and um, they the sound. You'd get a thing called woe and flutter where the, the tape deck, if it wasn't a good mechanism, would speed up and slow down, and you get some. Uh, interesting effects now that's going to happen with old tape decks it will probably happen with the one that I've just bought um, there are ways of fixing that little pots on the, um, on, the, on, the, on, the on the circuit board where you can adjust the, the power to get different pitch I'm not going to do that I think it's probably just needs new belts but you know it, they were compact good reason they came out in 1962 uh, and invented in Sweden um, and he only just died, the inventor only died last year, in fact. It was actually by Philips. Um, Philips, interesting company. They also pioneered VHS, but didn't... Um, that's video cassettes for you young people. It's video cassettes. Um, they, um, the big black thing you put in the box in the machine to make it play that had dropouts and and you could pirate things. And, oh, anyway, the beauty of analogue. Um, uh, but the he died only and he they didn't again they didn't um they didn't, they didn't copyright it well and so the japanese companies came in and 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 
just took control. Same with VHS, why Betamax um, even had some more, uh, was a better formula on an Omega system, which is like a, a figure of like a figure of eight uh, onto the tape head, whereas VHS had to go for all these different paths. If you ever see an open head, open machine, VHS machine, goes all different ways and stretches the tape. It's a, it's a more not a, not a, not a functioning, really good functioning machine. Beta was better for picture as well. But anyway, so they didn't copyright it. So the world took over. So there are hundreds of micro and cassette formulas that just, again, just died. But compact cassette was the way to go. So you could slip one in your pocket. You could put a couple in your bag. Um, and the Walkman came out. And I had a Walkman. One of the first times I ever heard Iron Maiden, I walked into our price records uh, in Brent Cross Shopping Centre in North London. I bought um, a number of the Beast, I think it was, on cassette. That's it. No, it wasn't. Sorry, Power Slave. And I played that and played that and played that on my little Sony. My father, my brother's Sony Walkman because they were very, very expensive. I couldn't have one. It had. It was brilliant. It was over-engineered. You know, it had. Um, it had individual volumes left and right. It had record volumes. It had. Um, it had. Uh, auto reverse. It, it was. It was a. For the time, it was a big chunky machine, and you had those little overhead um, earphones like Diddy Boppers with orange foam, uh, with sound would leak out all over the place. But it didn't matter. I remember wearing that one, walking back from a pub one night, fucking drunk as a skunk. Sorry about my swearing. Really drunk, and I got back. It was probably about a five mile walk. How I got back. Um, I remember wearing that and listening to Peace of Mind and on the other side of the cassette because it was, I had, I'd bought, because you've got them in different lengths, guys, those that don't know, you've got C30, C60, C90. So it all depends on the speed, the t- on 120s. 120s weren't no, that good because they used to snap easily, but it was to do with the uh, length of the tape, 60 minute, 90 minute, 120. And I had a 120 and on one side I had Number of the Beast, I think with some other stuff. And on the other side, I had peace of mind with some other stuff. And uh, I always try to keep one album on one side because I didn't want to turn over and get mixed up. But I do remember listening to that and somehow making home. Um, I just remember, all I remember is the sunlight, uh, the, sorry, the moonlight, the street lights, and Iron Maiden, and the dizziness of being very drunk. Anyway, that was the beauty of cassettes. So you could do so much with them. But what was why are cassettes important to the metal world and to music in general, um, the underground? We'll find out once I go and get a cup of tea, um, lubricate these vocal cords, um, and we'll chat about the, the importance of them uh, on the B-side. So as ever, um, enjoy these messages from, you know, uh, from the uh, capitalist in me, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, guys. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome back, guys. Um, this one, as I said at the beginning, sorry, I had a bit of a tough week, and I think as a lot of people have. And um, so this is quite sort of off the cuff. I did make notes. I've got it notes around, but I'm, I'm more just going to just go with the flow. Uh, I hope you enjoy it, and I've really enjoyed recording this stuff. And this is my 37th episode now, I think. Um, numbers are a bit quiet around the world, and that's expected. Um, anyway enough of my introspection before I thought I was introspective but then I took some um, active and I'm okay now as my dad would say anyway so tape decks tape decks tape decks tapes and tapes and tapes so the beauty and marvel of tapes as we said portable um, re-recordable the machines were cheap to manufacture Yes, you could get really expensive different types of metal oxide tapes and chrome tapes and Dolby noise reduction and you can if you wanted to be um, uh, that kind of person, you could. Now, remember also that I'm your some of your people, some of you people out there, your parents' generation, my generation, and my brother's generation. When you went and bought a stereo, you put a lot of effort into it. They were very expensive, and so you do a lot of thought, and you knew what you wanted from it, and you knew how to use, and you'd read up, and you'd do like you just have study and what. Dolby did and how to fix this sound signal and it was very because um, from sort of like 1995 I'd say maybe it'll, maybe uh, yeah 95 onwards micro units were coming in all compact all cheap mechanisms everything set up for you the guys in the labs have set your EQs up they've set the noise reduction up 
all you do is put a cassette in, play it or record it from your CD. It was basically for people, because it was the 90s and people were time poor, and they wanted just a micro cassette to sit in, like I say, micro units, and it was getting smaller. Long gone with the massive stereos that I have, the four or five huge units with the valves and the warmth and the and just the, you know, you'd made an investment. This stuff was throw away. We had one. My wife and I had one when we first came to Australia. We bought a micro unit. Um, it was like a little car stereo. You, you pushed the tape in and took it into the system in the stereo. Um, really cool. It was Sony. I've still got the speakers. Very good speakers. Um, but the actual system disappeared. Um, and I didn't have any love for it. And I didn't have any need to to want it whereas my stereo at the moment I have a mix of Marantz and Yamaha um, and so on and it's just really really lovely and and and, and hot warm and warming and, and special and it makes listening to music an occasion anyway cassettes why are they important to metal and to music in general so go this look back before metal let's look at the sort of birth of punk um, um, really is where it took off so there was a scene obviously in the UK the punk scene was very underground and there were a few magazines that were handmade um, the most famous one of them all being Sniffing Glue it's a fanzine um, and they were they would do articles on the Pistols and the Damned and the Ramones and the Talking Heads whoever they wanted to do they did it they, you can still get copies of them online you can now read them all being digitised if you own first editions in mint condition you might as well sell your house and you can buy your house with one that's the kind of value these things go for um, and they had things in the back where they would have um, you know someone would have a, a recording of uh, classic classic was Richard Hill's vo uh, television right they, the album was quite hard to get hold of in 78 um, so someone's got a copy imported they've managed to find a copy they would record them now this is the key guys this is the key they would record them onto cassette but they weren't selling them they were not selling them this is the big thing they were swapping them with you could you if you had to say I had a cassette of um, the Pistols live at um, Wormwood Scrubs, for instance, and I look at, I looked in that paper and it said you know in that back article said um, we'll swap for I'm looking for Pistols live, and I had that I would contact them via letter or phone if you had a phone number usually it was letter, and you you correspond a bit. And you'd send your copy of the tape of the pistols at Wormwood Scrubs to Mr. Bloggs, and Mr. Bloggs would send you his copy of television, or his copy of Crass's Stations of the Cross, or whatever. Pick your own one, you know. Uh, and this thing was quite a unique, it was like pen pals with music, right? And it was to try and grow. I mean, consciously, I think what they were doing was growing in the community of music and growing the community of this underground scene, uh, but still keeping it very underground. Now, the cassettes you got were usually pretty poor. They may have made 10 copies of the same one. It didn't come with artwork. It was probably just written on a cassette, um, the name of the band in a padded envelope or not even at least those days just an envelope wrapped in in fact i think my brother said he got one wrapped in toilet paper um 
it says it all really um, and then of course you go to gigs and there'll be someone there who would have outside or in amongst your friends copies of them and you go yeah you, you swap them sometimes money would change hands um, very rarely but most of the time it was you know swapped and of course this went on for some time in the punk community and in early hip-hop um, as well of course uh, I think there was a quite a, a big scene of the swapping scene in in, in New York with bands like African Bombata and um, Grandmaster Flash and, and early Beastie Boys um, the, the Tommy Boy label was I think was always I was big into that I liked electro I still do and so like the Tommy Boy stuff was really collectible and there was a lot of that on tape I mean I was still a huge fan of Grandmaster Flash and so I think somewhere in my cassette collection I've got some bootlegs of his actually um, when he was with the Furious Five. Yeah, that takes you back. Anyway, so moving on to the metal scene. So uh, I think everyone is aware that Metallica were were big into that. Um, in America, particularly, being a long way away from the European metal scene, um, being away, particularly from the UK, where the heart, let's be honest, was the beating heart of the metal scene was in the UK, um, back in that sort of 81, 82 um, era with bands like Holocaust. Sorry, I know it's the wrong name for this. What's going on in the world at the moment? But Holocaust and um, Maiden and um, Quo Vadis and um, all that you know, brilliant bands. You know, um, all the new wave of British heavy metal what stuff, which I've mentioned before. Diamond Head and Demon and uh, Venom. I mean, they're classic. They said that they, you know, that when they got their bootleg copy of um, Welcome to Hell, it changed, their, changed them completely. Um, and, you know, went from playing just heavy hard rock to um, this sort of sound. Now, okay, I'm going to do an episode on Thrash. It's coming up, and I've got it registered to do in a couple of weeks' time. But this, this one here is a good sort of segue into it. So... Thrash is the way it is in in America. The reason it's very much American centric medium within our metal scene. Yes, it it pays homage to Venom and to the new wave, the faster new wave of heavy metal bands like Raven and things like that, um, and some of the black metal stuff. But really, mainly it comes American centric. It's youth based music. It's fast based. It's you know, I mean, the reason all down picking and palm muting and as fast as you can go um the glory of i love good 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 thrash it's just it's something to behold um i just did a review for uh violence latest ep uh, a metal ruse please take a look read that one i'll put a link in down below um it really does cover what thrash is all about anyway but the thrash scene evolved in through the bay area of San Francisco, um, and, in, and because of the tape sharing system, so you know, um, so Metallica's playing in. in I'm going to look. I'm going to be completely honest. I've not researched this, but I'm just making this up. But people out there, please don't shake your fist at me if I've got this wrong. So they're playing in. I don't know. Say New York. All right, um, and. They want to play, but they really want to get their music um, 
and play the country. Now, you couldn't just send the DVD, CD, or um, someone uh, you post a video, YouTube video and the band sees it. Um, that's not how it worked. Uh, you had to send your tapes around. So you sent your tapes around. You record it, like Maiden did with their Soundhouse tapes, and you send it to all the different venues that you knew played that kind of music, and some that didn't even, right? And those venues would get those tapes, and they would go, oh, man, Metallica, this, this band sounds amazing. Let's get them playing in our venue, and you'd contact the stuff on the tape. But that tape then would get passed on to loaded local radio stations, it would get passed to mates who knew the owners, the owners themselves, the family, and they would record that, and they'd re-record that, and they'd re-record it, and they'd send it around it to get the sound would get worse and worse, and more and more dropouts, and more and more um, crappy audio. But that was didn't matter. You didn't you didn't listen to those tapes for high fidelity. What you did do is you went brilliant i want to see metallica i want to see slayer i want to see pantera i want to see violence i want to see sacred reich and i can see them because i've got this tape and i've just after my mate gave me this tape hey look they're playing down the road and so many stories of people getting on coaches and traveling a hundred kilometers to the nearest city um just to see violence or um like I know someone that travelled halfway up the um, halfway up England to see Megadeth because they they'd got a um, a bootleg tape. This is when I was about fifteen, I think. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just sixty bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince—they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and three hundred sixty-five day returns. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. They got a bootleg tape and he was he was my mate's older brother and he went all the way up to Birmingham because I were in the country. They were that time I don't think they were signed, but they were touring. Uh, or they were just signed. Anyway, I'm not sure. It was in the very early days. Megadeth fans will know what I'm talking about. And he got his nose broken in the mosh, had to rush to the hospital. 
Um, it was all chaos. Um, but he lives that lives on that dines out on that memory now forever, because cassettes got him there because he did not know about it until his mate gave him a cassette with that stuff on it. Now, as I said, you could do that same with CDs. Now, in theory, it could be done with CDs, but the, the difference with CDs is once it's digitized, it's downloadable, it's expandable to the world in seconds. With a cassette, you had to spend time to make it. You had to then pack it up. You had to send it off. You did, it was, again, as I said earlier, double. I'm reiterating my own voice there. Uh, but that's the reason cassettes are important, and I'm really happy they're coming back. Um, I'd love to think that they're doing the same thing for underground music now to my children's generation. Um, obviously, probably not. But it just, is it, it, I, what I don't want it to be is an old man and woman's medium. So it's those older people, the 45-plus-year-olds like myself, who are just getting nostalgic. Um, because, it, yes, it is a nostalgic medium, um, but it's also a beautiful one because the sound is better. And if you get a really good tape deck and, like, the, by all intents and purposes, this uh, SD-1050-50M that I've got, this Marantz, made in, 19, made in April 1979, um, is a warm sound. So even though you all tape decks take the sound the same way, they reproduce it differently, depending on the circuitry, depending on the transistors. Um, and a little side note, uh, you know, it's the inventor of the transistor an american watson his last name was he won the nobel peace prize there you go <laughs> amazing isn't it uh, for discovery of the transistor to be able to transduce electricity from 110 volts well, they had to microvolts uh, again anyway again that's one dark hole i went into when i was listening to a podcast podcast recently about the history of um, the transistor radio. Anyway, <laughs> sometimes you just do these really old man things and you think, oh, no one's going to be interested. But they talk to someone and they're really interested by it. Or they put fake interesting on anyway. Who knows? But that's me for this week, guys. Um, do, do do yourself on a... If you've got a tape deck that actually works somewhere in your house, in your parents' house, your grandparents' house, it isn't very hard to fix. Buy them cheap if you want, but do buy a... A used one and in good condition you don't want to give yourself a shock or something as long as it's in a good condition um, these things are genuinely very easy to fix they are mainly mechanical um, in fact they're 90% mechanical and if you just watch the mechanism carefully you can see what's going on um, and it will give you joy it really will give you another reason to play music another reason to sit down unless you've got a Walkman sit down and take it half an hour to an hour out of your life and your busy life and relax. I know listening to very heavy metal can't always be relaxing, but for me it is. Um, anyway, that's me signing off. Um, my heart goes out to the people around the world that are suffering right now. Um, and I hope it's over soon. You guys are going to need rock and roll in your life very very soon i'd say anyway that is me chat to you next week i'm sorry i didn't get around to the 10 minute maiden thing 
the world just got on top of me. I will do it. Um, I think I'm probably going to do it sometime soon. But it was just all the news. And I couldn't bring myself to uh, sit in front of a mic. I think you guys will understand. I'm going to now get another cup of tea because that's gone a bit cold. Um, and look, please do. Please, please, please do. When you go, If you go on a Spotify or Apple iTunes, give me a rating because it, the algorithm that new podcast listeners find me when people do that and I've only got one so far and I've been doing this for um, like six months I'd love you just to go up there it takes seconds to go into the top and just give me one to five I don't mind if you give me one don't care all interaction is interaction obviously five would be wonderful and a written review would be lovely and I'd love to know some feedback do come back do email me at heavymetaltones at gmail.com that's heavymetaltones at gmail.com. And if you want to sponsor the show, jump over to um, buy me a coffee. I'll put a link in the description below. Anyway, that's me for today. I'm going now to put some very loud music on and do some housework. That's me, man. Rock and roll, baby. Anyway, talk to you soon, guys. Bye. <laughs>